Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about genetics and epigenetics. Now, of course, I'm not Adam Rutherford and I can't talk about anything super clever. But from the point of view of a clinician, someone who sees patients and manages the risk of disease, if you like, uh, or the disease developing, genetics and family history um, can be quite important. It's one of the eight factors that I look at when I'm looking at anyone's health. And uh, a simple starting point, if I use an example from my own life, um, and I talk about my mum's family, for example, almost everyone on her mother's side has had terrible high blood pressure and is at risk of stroke and in fact many people on that side of the family did indeed end up sadly having a stroke or with quite marked cerebrovascular disease which um, presents as mini strokes. But are our genes destiny? That's the big question and I have a conversation a week on average with someone who has come in probably about something else, but then, you know, while they're there or something pops into their mind about the fact that they have a family history of a particular condition. It could be polyps in the bowel. It could be breast cancer. It could be mental health conditions such as schizophrenia or ADHD. And it's nuanced. I wanted to really look at the interplay of genetics and everything else in governing whether or not a disease manifests. Now genetics and epigenetics are really interesting because, well genetics particularly because of the ethics involved and there are certain conditions which it's really important to know if they run in your family in case you were to develop that condition. So one that is is quite well known is the BRCA gene, BRCA1 and BRCA2, which massively increases the risk of developing breast cancer. The other one is a condition called Huntington's career. And this often just presents in mid to late life. And it's a real ethical issue as to whether the children of the person who's affected with it 
get tested? Would you want to know if you were going to get that condition? And on a commercial level, because so many things are available so easily now, you can get commercial DNA tests that will tell you your risk of diseases, Parkinson's disease, for example, or Alzheimer's disease. These are things that need thinking through. And part of me as a person, as an individual, um, almost doesn't want to know. But the other part of me thinks, well, surely it's better to know so you can prepare. And I think the first thing that is a given and an absolute definite is that you cannot change your genes. Now, some of you listening who are really sciencey will go, well, that's not true. You know, there's gene editing and things like CAR-T therapy. But actually, that's, you know, not the same thing. And as a rule, um, your genes are your genes. What can be affected is how your genes are expressed. And this is really key when it comes to disease risk. So a crude example, and actually Tim Spector did quite a bit of work on this for many years because he used to run the twin study group at King's. And it's remarkable. Some of the results that you get when you look at identical twins who are genetically identical show that if they change their habits or behaviours, for example, if one starts going to the gym and the other one starts doing much less physical activity and let's add in a dollop of, I don't know, unhealthy eating habits, um, you'll find when you look at how their genes are expressed and you look at their chromosomes that the way that genes code, for example, for weight gain or insulin resistant are actually being expressed differently. So just to just to clarify, my understanding of epigenetics is how everything else in our life, our exposure to toxins, our behaviours, our environment, our stress levels, how those things affect the way our genes work and exert their effect on us. And just to give you another example of what this means in real life, for example, I've covered on other episodes that almost everyone with celiac disease has a particular genetic signature. It's called a, um, a haplotype, HLA-DQ2 or DQ8, one, of the, one or the other. But not everyone with that gene variation ends up with celiac disease. This is what I'm talking about. And in that example, actually, someone who has got one of those two haplotypes, which means that they're, if you like, genetics loads the gun, so their gun is loaded. If they didn't eat gluten for the rest of their life, it's very unlikely that they will develop celiac disease because environmentally, one of the things that triggers that gene into action and creates antibodies to gluten and, and sort of sparks off the process of celiac disease is exposure to gluten. I hope this makes sense. And in the same way, you know, if you've got, in theory, if you've got identical twins and they live very different lives, they may have different outcomes. It doesn't always work like that. And this is what's fascinating about genes and epigenetics. What is the trigger that sets off this cascade of events that means that your genes misbehave, if you like? Why is it that, you know, you've got two identical twins, one ends up with a type of cancer and the other one doesn't? Well, part of it is that different diseases have a different genetic component and some diseases have a single gene mutation at their heart. So for example, cystic fibrosis 
or sickle cell disease or muscular dystrophy. And in these conditions, there's essentially a disruption in the code and the, the gene codes for a particular protein, which is essential for a particular type of function. And if that protein is incorrect, then that whole chain of events that that protein is involved with won't work. Hence, you get one of these diseases. But in general, we're talking about heritability of particular conditions. So autism, for example, there's around about a 60% chance of inheriting autism. But then there are these things called SNPs or single nucleotide polymorphisms. And you know, when you've seen that model of DNA, there are these four base pairs and you see the letters A, C, T and G. So those four nucleotides, um, the A, C, T and G, they stand for adenine, cytosine, guanine and thymine, are kind of like the building blocks of DNA, if you like. And often they get swapped out. So an A might replace a C or vice versa. And that's called a SNP. It's a polymorphism, a kind of fluke of nature, if you like. And these SNPs are often located between genes. So a gene, this is just a quick 101, is just a long segment of DNA. And these SNPs are often in between those segments. But those SNPs often change the risk of your disease. And there are some specific ones that increase the risk of various conditions. So beyond your disease heritable genes, SNPs also play a part. Now, I, I want to kind of bring it back to the consulting room because that's what I do every day. And there's no point in talking about a topic unless it's going to be applicable to us um, and what, a very common, I'll start with a common example and then a slightly less common one. So one of the heritable conditions that we often come across in general practice is high blood pressure, runs in families. Um, we know it's bad for us. It's often underdiagnosed and no one wants it as a diagnosis. People sort of tend to go, oh no, my blood pressure, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. And they don't come back. But, um, it, you know, if you... Um, and sometimes, you know, the, the genetic component, I started this episode and talking about my mum's family, is so strong that you'll find that almost every generation has someone with, you know, very high blood pressure. One out of many siblings, at least one of them will, will have it. Um, but that's, you know, one of those family lines where it's such a part of the narrative that it's almost inevitable. If it's not quite as marked and and that condition is not has not come through the lines quite as much, but you know that mum or dad has high blood pressure and you want to prevent it, then obviously lifestyle measures like taking lots of exercise and avoiding caffeine and alcohol and you know reducing stress levels, all the things we kind of know are going to help preserve healthy blood pressure that doesn't get too high. Then you've got the ones where there are well-known genetic markers. So the one that really sticks in my mind, really inspiring story of a person who has given me permission to share this story. But a lady that um, actually has both positive alleles, which are kind of how genes are made up and what you inherit from each parent. Um, so in, in Alzheimer's, 
the combination that means that you are 16 times more likely to get Alzheimer's than the rest of the population is called APOE44. So you get a four from mum and a four from dad. And the other combinations are three, four, three, three, or two, three, which is actually a lower risk of Alzheimer's than the rest of the population. So three, three is no increased risks. Uh, three, four is about six times the risk and four, four is about 15 or 16 times the risk. And this lady is in that latter category. Both mum and dad have Alzheimer's and she's inherited a gene from each or rather an allele, you know, dominant allele. And you might think that this, this lady is a write-off. And when she was in her late 40s, um, started to notice big problems with her memory. She was forgetting the names of fellow school mums, forgetting how to get home in the car. I mean, really quite serious symptoms. Um, couldn't name common vegetables, you know, so, so she could look at something like a broccoli, but um, couldn't call it that. And went to her doctor, who didn't really take her seriously, thinking that she was stressed. And she went off and did a lot of her own research, got herself a DNA test to find out that she had this gene variation. And in terms of epigenetics, how those genes are expressed, to this day, still, her memory is much better than it was when she was 48, and she's probably about 10 years older now. And the way that she has managed that is through diet, movement, stress reduction, prioritising her sleep, and she takes MCT oil and some supplements, and fasts. Now, now I wouldn't recommend people just jump into this if you think, oh, hang on, you know, I, I'm going to try this. This is an unusual case with a, with a really unusual background where there was no other help for her. But it's a great lesson in epigenetics she has her gun is loaded both barrels if you like are loaded sorry to use that analogy yet she still doesn't appear to have symptoms of alzheimer's so although you could say at 48 her memory was really quite poor remember alzheimer's is, is the cause of a type of dementia and dementia is a syndrome which of which memory loss is one part but she doesn't have any of those anymore she lives a fairly normal life, albeit quite regimented, because she has to be. And in the same way, I always say, look, if I'm going to get a disease, I want it at 80 and not 60. It is likely that it's possible to stave off conditions by making changes to your lifestyle, because the way your genes are expressed will change. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a lovely story actually by Tim Spector at the beginning of one of his books. It's not a, a book about twins. It's actually called The Diet Myth, which is the first sort of book he wrote about the gut. And he tells his own story about suddenly having high blood pressure at the age of 48 and how no one in his family had had it and how he was really fit and healthy and how that sent him on this journey of looking at the gut. Now, the reason I tell that story is that systems medicine and looking at all the factors in your health is really the way that you are going to be able to delay the onset of something. Now, if you've got something that is, you know, like, like the BRCA gene, for example. Now, that needs specific genetic counselling, and you need to go and speak to someone who, who is a specialist and get referred by your healthcare provider to have those conversations. What about the future? I mean, look, when I was at medical school, genetics was really quite a small part of what we were taught, as was immunology. It's now both of those disciplines are really the future. And although I said you can't really change your genes, I was, you know, you, you can't really, but sort of you can sort of because there is this technology that, that I call CRISPR or is sometimes called CRISPR uh, in the States. And CAR-T therapy, which was, you know, um, created by Dr. Carl June, who I'm really lucky to have met some years ago. You'll find him low, lower down on my Instagram feed somewhere actually do go in and mess around with the patient's T cells. Um, and, and this is really for cancer treatment where there's no other hope. It's a brutal treatment. And I met a patient who'd had it done, who was a doctor himself. But as these technologies improve, it is conceivable that at some point in the future, there'll be a way of treating genetic diseases with some sort of gene therapy. I always feel that science doesn't move quickly enough, even though it is amazing and CAR T cells, you know, are amazing. You, you kind of want things to move forward even quicker and maybe they will. Okay, so that was a whistle-stop tour of genetics and epigenetics. And I'm going to post quite a few links because it, it's a relatively complicated topic in a way and there's lots of jargon, which isn't always helpful. But the bottom line is that you can change how your genes are expressed by paying attention to all of those factors in your life. And just think of that story I told you about that lady with the, the Alzheimer's genes, which should be something that really inspires you. 
One last thought about epigenetics, just to blow your mind. I often used to wonder when I was at med school and as a curious medical student, you have all these kind of questions about health and science. And I used to wonder whether if someone comes from a family where they're genetically very skinny and lack muscle bulk, but then takes up working out and develops really big muscles, if they were to have a child, would that child genetically have big muscles or not? And amazingly, the answer is yes, that does happen. And this goes for any kind of learned behaviour or change in someone that they're not born with can still be passed down genetically. How amazing is that? I'll leave you with that thought. I'm going to leave it there. I hope that was interesting and useful. Um, Do leave me some feedback and listen thank you again for listening until next time do look after yourself stay well do take care bye for now deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.